0: Well, Stu, welcome back. And welcome back to everybody to Creep Time, the podcast with Silas, Dean, and Stu. It's been a hot minute since we've been on. Um, Although I feel like we just recorded the Amityville episode two seconds ago.
1: I know, which um, I've I've been thinking a lot about whether or not I think it's a hoax or not.
0: Has it been weighing on you? Wait, what yeah, is your new consensus? I feel
1: like I, I feel like I really jumped to the like hoax conclusion so fast. Um, I've
0: noticed that about you with a couple of cases now. I, yes, you're much more yes. skeptical than I anticipated.
1: Yeah, I think I. It kind of hit me afterwards. I was like, wow, I was such a cynic about it, and I should have been more. No, I don't open-minded. think you were a cynic. Like, I think you were back.
0: I think you were right on target with like balancing with me because i think i was like well it has to be real the pig head yeah and you were like well hold on honey (laughs) you were bringing me back down to earth
1: (laughs) well we actually agreed on the pig head head. (laughs) that was that was where we found some common ground i think i had a
0: nightmare about that i'm not kidding
1: i think i did too
0: it's scary somebody wrote in the comments i forgot if it was on youtube or um Somewhere else they said, oh, when they were thinking of a pig's head, when we were describing it, it made them think of Saw. Do you remember that being in the Saw movies? I don't.
1: I don't. Does he, like, wear a pig's head mask at one No, he has his own mask.
0: Yeah, he has the, Well, he has, like, the jigsaw mask. Yeah. But may, there must have been, like, a pig's head in some. There's a million Saw movies. Who the hell could keep I up know, with
1: that? I know, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't even think I've seen one Saw movie
0: really honestly yeah. keep it that way keep yeah, it I'm going as to. that I'm they're going to. excessively gory but that was I a, don't like a gore. full like vibe I don't really it's either pretty. it's it's shocking to me like I, I squeal and scream if it's satisfying gore like if it's like a kill like a villain gets killed I enjoy
1: yeah, that yeah love that but um, unnecessary
0: gore I don't know if I'm a fan
1: yeah gore plus pig gore <laughs>
0: Well, to pivot away from any sort of supernatural stories, I thought I would tether us back to a case or a type of case that we haven't covered in a while, which is disappearance slash classic true crime. We are going to cover. Oh, I haven't told you what we're going to do today, have I?
1: No, no, I'm excited.
0: (laughs) I can't believe I forgot about this case. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting whoever brought it up to me and like brought it back into my purview. But I wanted to cover this like almost six months ago with you because it was such a sinister story and it was having like live updates like in the past year or so we're gonna cover zeb quinn his disappearance
1: i feel like i remember that name
0: i must have sent you something because the reason this case is kind of famous is because it's linked to a police um, composite a police sketch that is one of the worst i've ever seen unsettling deeply unsettling i'm gonna send it to you at a very strategic <laughs> moment in this so you can live react to it and i'll describe oh the creepers i'll describe it to you guys um when okay. we get to that part of the story but yeah this is a classic disappearance but what's exciting about it is like i said it's had a lot of updates in the last year so i get to fill in some of the blanks for you by the end of this
1: oh my gosh oh i'm thrilled
0: <laughs> so i'm stoked and again before we jump in creepers thank you so much so so much for all of the support lately, Sue and I. We've been checking reviews, reading comments. We see you on Spotify, on YouTube, and you have no idea how much that means to us. It's so the reviews have been so so nice, too nice. They're <laughs> being too sweet with us, too
1: nice. I know. Oh my gosh, and and just to see like um people refer to some of our like southernisms that we now like weave in or like our little. I things that we say is just hilarious i love it so much um
0: i do too yeah. i do too it just
1: feels like i a love them cre- creepy community
0: it's a creep community for sure <laughs> <laughs> but with that i'm gonna give you a top line on the zeb quinn case which i'm assuming just from your reaction you haven't really heard of or you at least aren't super brushed up on the story right
1: i honestly think you said it to me one time and i was like that is a name I'm never going to forget. And I swear that's where it's just coming from. I'm like Zeb Quinn. That is such, such a... Such a specific name. Unusual name. Yeah.
0: Well, while I was researching it, I got excited because I forgot where this actually takes place. Asheville, North Carolina. <gasps> <laughs> no. We have our first gasp of the episode.
1: <laughs> first one. Take a drink, creepers. Take a drink. <laughs> um. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I'm you Well, I shouldn't say this, I guess, but no one's going to find him. But, you know, my brother lives there now. So I'm scared. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so are you like somewhat familiar with the area then?
1: I, I the last time I visited him, I saw a lot more of it. So but I still don't know. So like Ashville is kind of funky cuz it's like you're either in the downtown area or mm-hmm. there's like Biltmore Estates which is like the really famous like Vanderbilt estate that's okay totally separate and then um I know there's like little pockets like I know my brother lives in like you know little other neighborhoods outside of the downtown area but it's like either okay. super like old school like old money cuz of the Biltmore Estates or it's yeah. like very cool hipster town um Hmm, but yeah that's kind of all i know i'm curious to get into this
0: no this happened about i guess 2000 so like almost 24 years ago okay yeah so this is i mean it's shocking to think but that is like considered older history now but it's funny that you've been there because i'm excited to get into it to see if like you recognize any of the landmarks where this took place and like what went down oh so okay so cool so let me get into the top line of who zeb quinn was and what exactly happened In January of 2000, 18-year-old Zeb Quinn of Asheville, North Carolina, went missing along with his car after finishing his shift at Walmart. So nobody knew what happened to him, or if he left on his own accord. Like, for whatever reason, just no one had any context for this story. Just several days after being reported missing by his family, his car was discovered abandoned in a restaurant... uh, (laughs) Did you hear my jersey come out? A restaurant (laughs) parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently... (laughs) <laughs> a
1: restaurant That was my teresa coming out I'm sorry I was going to say <laughs> you must know that it's New Jersey Housewives night restaurant
0: I was going to say I was like I just I just picked up a few episodes of the later Jersey season so I think it's creeping in <laughs> Sorry so his um he's reported missing by his family and then his car is discovered abandoned in a restaurant parking lot which is adjacent to the hospital where his mother and sister both worked as nurses Now, what was eerie about the story was that witnesses reported seeing a strange-looking woman driving the car shortly before it was left there, like, abandoned, and then nobody ever seemed to see her afterward. She, like, vanished. So once it was spotted and police were called, they found the car, inspect it, and it's in a very bizarre state. When police arrived at the car, Zeb is not found. It's totally alone. It was found with the headlights on lipstick on the windows that drew out a pair of lips and an exclamation point a hotel key card which could not be traced back anywhere there was a jacket that was too small for zeb so it was clearly something that belonged to somebody else and there was a live puppy in the car is that not weird as hell so investigators they couldn't make any sense of that scene you know oh wait what were you gonna say sorry
1: I was just gonna say um maybe I missed it is Zeb female male he's male male okay
0: got male it. so the strange the strange woman driving the car comes okay. like out of left field everyone's like yeah hmm? <laughs> I think the the seat in the car was also pushed up um pretty far indicating it was like a very short person who was driving and Zeb was about six feet tall got
1: it okay strange ooh strange so strange
0: (laughs) so investigators they had no idea what to make of the scene and although there have been updates in the case over the years and we're pretty close to understanding the full nature of what we think might have happened to zeb the complete story remains an unknown and the woman who was seen driving that car is sort of the mystery that's left up in the air this is the zeb quinn case any thoughts before i'm going to jump into some of the backstory
1: so remind me, lipstick, a hotel card key, a live puppy.
0: A card key, yeah. Hotel card key, lipstick that drew a pair of lips at an exclamation point. The live puppy. I think there were like empty bottles in the car, like somebody, like juice bottles. Somebody was drinking juice. Um, okay. A jacket, which was too small for him. And the headlights were on.
1: Bizarre. And I was dumped.
0: <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, that's all eerie, but I think the stranger part is the actual witness account and description of the woman that was seen. Because, like yeah. I said, the police sketch that comes out of this is going to... You know what? I'm <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now.
1: Oh, I, oh want, I want I want you go. to see it on, right now. On my ass, and we're only 11 minutes
0: in. <laughs> I know. Moving quick. Um, I will warn you before you see this, because this is... Oh, my God. It's literally rated as mature content on Reddit. <laughs> Stop. All right. I'm going to send it to you in the chat. Okay. Um, for context, this is the woman, the last woman that everybody said they saw driving that car. Oh, wait. Why can't I send it to you in the chat? I can't send it to you in the chat. Sorry. I'm a okay. fool. <laughs> a fool, darling.
1: Okay. Open. Live up.
0: reaction coming in three, two, one. Tell us what you see it. Describe her.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That hair. First of all, okay, it looks like she has a literal, like, it's, like, weird, like, it's, it's, you know what it's giving? It's giving serial killer Pippi Longstocking.
0: Absolutely. When hun- little, like, little Debbie, I'm getting the Wendy's yes. girl
1: yes like a cartoon okay.
0: come to life
1: yes no Look eyebrows the size
0: of the feature no eyebrows this long like abnormally thin nose and we were just talking about before we got on the podcast like i said the majority of the population could benefit from lip filler she is a prime example <laughs> this this woman
1: i mean to be fair she looks like me without any lip liner on but she um... looks
0: nothing like you <laughs> let me assure you. <laughs>
1: She looks almost unreal. Like this uncanny was an actual valley. police. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very, I can see that. Very I mean,
0: uncanny she... valley.
1: Yeah. She's. She looks like a. She looks alien like. Like it's weird. Totally.
0: Totally. The, the no eyebrows too is just the most bizarre yeah. thing. But I. I have a few theories about who I think this could be, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I wanted you to go into this story at least having a visual knowing that this was the last woman seen driving his car. Okay. So let's jump into the backstory of who Zeb was and what we know happened on the night that he disappeared. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So Zeb was born on May 12th, 1981, right, right inside like Asheville, North Carolina. He's a local lived there, grew up there his whole life. Um, he was mostly described in the research that I found as a very sweet hearted kid um, his mom actually chimes in a lot to talk about her son, and she described him as kind of shy. And at times he was like a little awkward around people. But you can kind of you get a feel from him just seeing him in pictures like he was probably a sweet kid. While in high school, he ends up joining the reserve um, officer Corp, uh, while he balanced that with his part time job working in the electronics department at his local Walmart. And he's described by his co-workers, everyone who knew him at Walmart as like a really... Hardworking, honest kid. Now, part of the reason that Zeb wanted to, you know, get these extra hours in at Walmart was because he was saving up to replace his Mazda. And there's a coworker and friend of his named Robert Jason Owens who heard him one night at Walmart talking about this. And he kind of gives him, um, like, a tip. He's like, oh, you know, there's a really good buy if you're looking to upgrade to, like, this type of car. I saw it across town. Like, do you want to go check it out after work? So this exact exchange... And then the evening, where they both go out to check this this car, would mark the last night that Zeb was ever seen. So there's some suspicious um, there's some suspicious inclinations about what Owens might have done or how he might have been involved in this story, which would come to light later. But I'm gonna run through the timeline of everything that we know of of what happened on this night. But do you have any initial thoughts just on who Zeb is? I feel like it paints a pretty generic picture of him. I know it's not super in depth, yeah. but it gives you a, a sense of who he was. Just like an eighteen-year-old kid who was, yeah, just working,
1: Seem- seemingly like just low key, and probably would not be hanging out with the type of person that I just saw in that.
0: Yeah, sketch. I. Well, that that's truly the strange, like, that's the red herring of the story is, like, trying to piece together how this sweet, kind of shy, awkward kid had any connection to this bizarre woman, if that yeah. was a woman. That's also yeah. a theory that that's not a woman. Okay. It's little
1: Debbie. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> like it honestly is the when it's really the Wendy's the Wendy's girl it's It's the the Wendy's Wendy's
0: girl girl. it's so scary all right so let's get through this timeline and see what's up now we're still January 2nd it's 9 p.m. Zeb clocked out of his shift at the Asheville Walmart and he had these plans to go with his friend and co-worker Robert Jason Owens like I said to go look at the car that he was going to consider purchasing so they left right after Zeb's shift at 9, and they drive separately. That's important. And we know all of this lines up from, because it mostly comes from Robert's story, once he's questioned, like, what happened on that night, and he, like, says, this is the timestamp, this is what happened. We know this story is corroborated up until this point, because they're seen on surveillance cameras, where they went into a local gas station, I think it was like a 7-Eleven or something, at 9-15, just to get, like, gum or something or maybe pump gas. Like, it was a non – it was a very casual purchase, right? In and out. Mm -hmm. So they're seen on camera, and as the story goes, they get back in the car. Zeb then flashed his lights to signal Robert to pull over. So Zeb is actually following Robert because Robert's the one who was saying, like, I was leading him out to, like, the dealership that I saw the car. So they pull over. Zeb gets out of the car and told him that he needed to return an urgent call at a payphone. And by urgent call, he meant an urgent page because people had pagers. It was 2000. Mm, okay. <laughs> not, a, n- not a phone. So he had to go find a pay phone nearby. So they do find the pay phone. And according to Robert's story, Zeb gets on the phone. He seems very, very anxious. He's not sure who he's talking to. He just said it was urgent. So then he hangs up the phone. Zeb comes back. And Robert goes, He he looked frantic. He seemed really panicked. He got back in his car, and then he accidentally rear-ended Robert's car, and then he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, apologized, and told Robert that he had to cancel their plans, and he had to go. He just had to leave that night. Supposedly, he then drove off, and this was the last time that anybody ever saw him. So later that night, Robert was treated in the hospital for a second unrelated car accident that apparently happened, but that car accident was never like, reported to police or insurance, so so goes the story, right? So the next day, when Zeb doesn't come home, his mother filed a missing persons report because this was not like him at all. He was a sweet kid. He was a shy kid. And he was not the type of person to deliberately, like, get his family upset, right? She knows something's right. off. So then we fast forward two days later. This is January 4th. The Walmart, where they both worked, Zeb and Robert Owens, they get a call from a person And he's saying, oh, it's me, Zeb. I'm going to call out sick. However, the staff who were on the phone, they're like, this voice doesn't sound familiar. This doesn't sound like Zeb. It, like, for sure was not Zeb. So knowing that Zeb was missing, they contact police, and they're able to trace the call, which was connected to a Volvo plant, where Owens also worked as a part-time employee. So when questioned... Owens admitted to making the phone call. This is the friend that was following him, claiming that he was doing he was doing Zeb a favor because Zeb had contacted him and said, "Oh, could you just call out for me and just like say you're me and say I'm sick?" That's his story. So during the investigation, police interviewed someone else. There's another character in the story. Her name is Misty Taylor. Now the reason she's important is because allegedly Zeb Quinn and this girl Misty Taylor were romantically involved with each other. The reason that that gets complicated is because him and Misty developed a relationship in the weeks preceding his disappearance. And Zeb had told his friends and family uh, about this. But then he also confided that he had been threatened by her abusive boyfriend. So it seems like Misty was already in a relationship with this guy named Wesley Smith. And when he discovered that the two of them were talking or like getting involved, he was threatening Zeb. So now we have another sort of pseudo suspect in this case so far Mm -hmm. now both Misty and the boyfriend they denied any involvement when they were questioned in Quinn's disappearance and there have never been any ties or at least at the time of the investigation to tie in Owens Misty Taylor and this Wesley Smith guy like together there has never been any kind of collusion theory that's gone with this or conspiracy rather so a review of the phone records in this case indicated that the page that Zeb Quinn got, the one that made him pull over, which was shocking because clearly that part of the story was true. You know, coming from Robert Owens, like, they did Mm -hmm. pull over. He did have to get to a payphone for whatever reason. They were like, well, where did that page come from? So they traced it back to the January 2nd, right around that time, like the 9.30 mark, 9.15 mark. And they found out it was coming from his paternal aunt's house. Her name is Ina Ustich, I think. Now, this is strange because he didn't really have any contact with this aunt at all prior to his disappearance. So why would she be paging him and why would it be emergent? Right. Mm -hmm. It's a bizarre web of things going on here that I feel like we're not, I don't know, like in the know of. So she gets questioned and she's like, I never made a call to him. And they're like, no, we have this in black and white. Like there's a record, like you paged him. So what she told police was that she was actually having dinner in her home um, with her friend Tamara Taylor, who's Misty's mother, Misty Taylor's mother. And apparently Misty and the boyfriend, Wesley Smith, were also present. (gasps) So I heard that and I'm like, okay, well, if they're in the home and they have access to, like, her pager, they're clearly the ones who are paging Zeb. It it has to be that. so
1: weird. So just coincidentally his aunt is friends with misty's mom
0: Mm -hmm. it must be a small town thing like everybody knows everybody for sure sure. but it seems very conspiracy driven to me i mean they must have plotted that to some extent you know knowing that Mm -hmm. they would be there that they could page i mean it's just strange to me that zeb would even answer a page like that unless maybe he thought there was something wrong with like his mother or it was like a family related thing
1: yeah, That's what I, was I thinking. guess it could it could be kind of jarring if you're not close with a family member and then all of a sudden they're like paging you over and over again at like 9.15 exactly. at seems, night. Yeah. You're probably like, OK, something's happened to my family.
0: Exactly. It seems emergent. Um, but just know having the context that like clearly it seems like the aunt did not do this or was aware of it. Um, but also that we know that Misty and the boyfriend Wesley were in the literal home of this aunt. It seems, like, clear as day that, like, one of them, if not both, were probably involved in some way. So she denied making the call, right? She's like, no, we were having dinner. I didn't make that call. But then she later, like, a couple of days after, would file a police report stating that her house was actually broken into that evening. And she didn't even notice it at first because nothing was stolen. But she knew, like, certain things had been moved. Like, picture frames were moved. And, like, things had been touched. So... I don't know. I'm kind of putting two and two together, like, as I'm telling the story. And I'm like, it kind of seems like Misty and Wesley were there, scoped out, like, where the pager was. Because you're not having dinner at, like, 9.15 at night. Like, that's when, like, someone's entering the home to do something while someone's in bed. Right. And so they, like, scoped out, okay, here's her pager. They leave after dinner, come back into the home, and make that page.
1: So had they been there earlier that night for dinner and then yes yes okay and so his aunt is saying that like no like they weren't there still at nine fifteen.
0: yeah that's what she was, saying. We... she was okay okay yeah well she was like i didn't make the call and she was like and i didn't make any calls all night she's like because i was entertaining like i was having people over for dinner right including those three people misty wesley and misty's mother So then the 9.15 or 9.30 page comes from the aunt's phone to the pager or from the aunt's pager to his pager. And then he calls, I'm assuming he would call back the aunt, which also confused me because I'm like, well, wouldn't her house phone ring? You know what I mean? Like, who did he call? Like, that part doesn't make sense to me, but this definitely happened. That's what's odd.
1: Okay, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for myself, but... Well, I guess we – we oh, we wouldn't know, like, if what the conversation entailed.
0: No idea. We we Who he no was idea. even talking to. We have no idea who yeah. he was even talking to because it's a payphone. Right. Those damn payphones. Good riddance.
1: <sighs> Good riddance.
0: <laughs> so that's what we have so far. Like, that's our story. And then I'm going to jump into the next sequence, which is really the discovery of the car and why that's so strange. But before I do, do you have any, like, initial thoughts on – I almost ran myself through a scenario if the aunt could have
1: been involved as well. It just that seems
0: Well, let's put a let's put aside like our yeah. own preconceived ideas about like family and whatnot. Because don't he's yeah, estranged yeah. from this aunt. She's clearly yeah. good friends with Misty's mother, who Zeb is involved with and Misty already has a boyfriend. There could be there could be a scenario here. I can see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there could be, but don't you think, okay, putting my my fam- familial ties aside, I feel like the aunt and the mom, like, Misty's mom, mm-hmm. if they're, like, close friends, I mean, don't you think that's so, like, juvenile to, like, go into cahoots with, like, Misty and Wesley to plot something nefarious on your own nephew?
0: Tot- I totally, I know. I know what you mean. I was thinking of it from the context of like, maybe they didn't think it was as serious as what Wesley and Misty were planning. They were like, uh, Oh, you're going to like rough them up kind of thing. I don't know why I'm doing a Southern yeah.
1: accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Fun-icher. laughs> well, Hey, that just helped me put that into perspective. <laughs> that accent Um, could totally see that. I, I could actually see that if they're, if they're, if they think it's going to be harmless i could see that happening for sure
0: especially maybe they're being fed like a different story too because as far as we know the story was that misty and zeb were like you know doing this together but maybe the story that got fed to misty's mother and got fed to the aunt was like oh zeb is like pursuing misty he's going after her he's got a layoff yeah because like she's got a boyfriend and then this aunt's like oh she's like well i got his number kind of thing like let's page him she's like go show him a thing or two about what it means to go after misty i'm building the story in my mind i'm writing story.
1: (laughs) but don't you think devil's advocate don't you think that if that Mm -hmm. was the case she would really have nothing to hide and just say yeah he called the house and we did something stupid but i left unless she's scared
0: totally i i mean that's what we would do as rational and as you know good citizens but I can see a scenario where somebody gets really scared when the police come knocking and they just stay quiet. They go, nope, didn't do that. But it is also strange that she would then go out of her way to call police and report that her home was broken into, you know, if she was making that decision, if she was in the know of it and making the decision to conceal or hide.
1: Right. I don't know.
0: Should we get into the car sequence and see if that gives any clarity? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, I don't so know who
1: to, who to point to right now.
0: That's the thing. The finger is going all around the room. I'm spiraling. Yeah, yeah. I'm 10 minutes <laughs> in and I'm spiraling. <laughs> so that happened on, let's see. That was the night of January 2nd. And then the 4th is when Robert Owens calls the Walmart. And he's like, it's Zeb trying to call out sick. And they're like, BS. So then two days later, it's January 6, 2000. This is when a phone call comes in. Um, and I believe it was from a former classmate of Zeb Quinn's who just happened to, like, um, be a co-worker, I think, at the Asheville Hospital where both the mother and the sister were nurses. So she, you know, called them and she was like, I think I see Zeb's car in this parking lot. And it was parked at a barbecue restaurant, which I wish I knew the name of it because I would see if you've been there, if this was a touch <laughs> point for you. <laughs> but it was adjacent to the hospital, which seemed very deliberate. So police are contacted. Everybody comes to the car because it's for sure this kid's car. They examine it. And like I said, let's go over every which way it was found. The headlights were on. The pair of lips drawn on the window along with an exclamation point in in a woman's lipstick. And then we have the live black Labrador mix puppy that's found inside. We've got the plastic hotel key card. Doesn't link to any hotel. And then we have the seat pushed all the way up the additional jacket which was too small and the empty bottles what do we make of this they did collect forensic evidence of this and the craziest part about it the part that i find crazy is that from everything i read it was tested up against the three key suspects that we have thus far which would include misty the boyfriend wesley and then this robert owens kid not a match strange
1: i'm i'm trying to come up with something to say and i'm like i i don't
0: i could literally I see your it, mind computing yeah. just now as you <laughs> sat back you were like well hold on i'm
1: like yeah i guess i'm trying to think of like okay so those are our three ties and so i'm wondering mm-hmm. whoever this person was the creepy sketch lady like who of these people is she linked to sort of i'm trying to come up with who i could see her having contact with
0: okay so here's i maybe i'll jump the gun but i'm gonna say this right off the bat and i'm gonna preface this is just a theory just just my own little conspiracy not meant to harm anybody just for conversation's sake i could not find any pictures of what misty taylor looked like um anywhere online they because i everybody had said they were like well if it was a woman driving it and some people said like she kind of resembled misty taylor from the sketch I'm like, well, what does Misty Taylor really look like? So I did some sleuthing, as I do, and I went down Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole of Facebook to go through, like, common connections. Because a lot of these people still have public profiles. and You can go through, like, friends of friends to find, like, how many people in Asheville could be named Misty Taylor. Yeah. And I I believe I found her profile. (gasps) To me, I think she looks like this sketch. I really think she looks like this sketch. But then i shared that privately i won't say with who but it was with a couple of creepers to see like because they're like very very tuned into this case Mm -hmm. somebody said that i was wrong and that i had the wrong misty taylor but i was like Ah, that that seems no but that seems impossible because like it she's misty taylor on facebook from Asheville. like how many how many of them could there be they're not in abundance
1: yeah and if she fits like the same age profile
0: I mean, she she was in high school, so I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess they were all they were all like eighteen. They were all around the same age. I don't know. Does the sketch look like an eighteen year old person? Do you, they look ageless?
1: I mean, well, the, yeah, it's one of those things, creepers. That she could be fifteen or fifty four. I can't tell.
0: <laughs> I've been there, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world.
1: I was gonna say that's how I operate. I either look like a 10 or a negative five um
0: you do not i'm gonna see if i can (laughs) find her profile real quick because i want to send it to you and i want to get your opinion but yeah tell me what you're thinking
1: i just okay so so here's the thing if i'm thinking to myself this is possibly like misty taylor if we're just for conversation's sake going there right now
0: Mm-hmm.
1: what are these objects? Why does she have a live puppy, a hotel key card, which that yeah. would check out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, lipstick with an exclamation point. I'm not quite sure what that's supposed to be, but um, okay. Uh, headlights on. I mean, not used to driving that car. Could have left him on by accident. Um
0: It kind of seems like pieces that were put together to throw the scent off the trail. Yes. That's how I'm reading it. I'm like, yeah, this it's possible. This wasn't even a woman who was driving, but it could have been one of the men who was involved dressed in drag. Yeah. Who were then like trying to basically create this scenario of like a crazed woman who was involved with Zeb.
1: Is this your drag character?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is my confession. (laughs) my on air
1: confession. <laughs> oh my god. I
0: couldn't find Misty's profile. I used to be able to, but then oh, I damn. think maybe after I pitched this theory, I think word got out cuz I don't can't find it anymore.
1: I can't find it. <laughs> oh man. Well, that, see, but that would even just for conversation's sake, mm-hmm. that would help me cr- start to create a little bit of a thread here because I'm lost. I'm like wh- how does somebody that how do they Check for those three people. None of them are a match. All over this car. And Mm -hmm. they're really like the only three people that he was last communicating with or seen with. Yeah. Or at least that were like like entangled in his figure.
0: Yeah. Well, his social circle was small. Like he was a shy kid. He was an awkward kid. And there, you're right. There wouldn't have been many people who would cross his path and be involved in this unless it was personal. And Misty is the one element of this that makes it all personal. Because otherwise, there's really no motive. He he doesn't have any money. He hasn't done anything to anybody. The only animosity this kid could cause is being in a relationship with Misty Taylor.
1: And it just kind of hit me. If Zeb had known that Misty was going over to his aunt's house to get a page from his aunt's house, he would have been like, "Skirt, like, stop that car immediately. Maybe thinking that he needed to like go check on her or what was going on
0: Uh, it just kills me that we're never going to know what that conversation was on the payphone yeah
1: yeah we're
0: never going to know um but i also i want to get back to some of the other conspiracy around this because there are some other things here that seem strange but we should at least go over the witness accounts that do come forward because like i said after the car is discovered Police start going around saying, did anybody see anybody driving this car? And of course, there are witness statements of the woman, the short, strange-looking woman with the mid-length hair and what is described as muted features, she has no eyebrows, (laughs) driving this car through town and then parking it and then setting out on foot and she disappears. Whoever the woman was, she is connected to Zeb Quinn. We know this somehow, some way. One of the couples um, who... You know, witness this person, they were the ones who eventually gave the infamous uh, recount of them to the police artist who did this sketch, which has become like the infamous relic of the Zeb Quinn case. And that was where the whole conversation about Misty Taylor got involved. And people are like, it kind of looks like her. And the reason, if the person I saw was Misty Taylor, the reason I think it looks like her is because the first thing you notice or that I noticed when I saw Misty's face. Very very, very light blonde eyebrows almost mm. non-existent eyebrows mm-hmm. and to me that is the most defining feature of this police sketch. no eyebrows Absolutely. you would you would know that at least they remembered that enough to be like when they're you know giving a description of the face they're like, yeah and she didn't have any eyebrows weird
1: well and I can tell you as somebody that just looked at that for the first time that's the first thing I noticed.
0: I thought no you were eyebrows. about to say, I thought you were about to say, and I can tell you as somebody who has never had eyebrows, <laughs> you're about to be like, these are completely drawn in and you just wipe them off.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I don't know. That's the first thing I noticed. Very first thing. It's striking. I would have paid yeah. attention to.
0: So we really don't have much to go off of outside of the composite sketch and some of those witness statements. Zeb's mother is eventually questioned about like what her thought is on why the car was left there she thinks that it was intentional she thinks that whoever did this had some knowledge that the sister and the mother worked at that hospital adjacent to that parking lot and i think the grandmother actually worked there too which is insane and it was their intention when leaving the car there that the family would find it kind of like a dark like twist of the knife like salt in the wound But outside of that, the case would remain kind of dormant as this mystery for about 10 years or more until we eventually get a break. A very, very big break. So any thoughts before I jump in?
1: Oh, I love a break. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If that is the case, if they were leaving it there to, you know, twist the knife. um,
0: Shock the family, yeah.
1: Yeah, and shock the family. (sighs) I mean, that's the thing. Once again, who would have that kind of motive? And at this point, it really only would seem like somebody that had been feeling like they had been wronged by Zeb, which would be Mm -hmm. the boyfriend. Totally. Um, Yeah. I mean, that that is the clearest path I can see.
0: Unless there I mean, there is the possibility that there's another person involved in this that we just don't have a paper trail for because this isn't. This isn't quite, like, the age of technology where, you know, you can look through, like, text threads and or even emails, really, and see, you know, who else was he corresponding with. It's possible he may have had a few other characters in his life who were bizarre or had it out for him for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like the other half of me is wondering if, with the Owens character... um, mm-hmm if there was more there or if there were additional people that they worked with that could have been involved in this somehow. Um, because You've
0: got a lot with Mr. Owens.
1: Really? Okay. Because the oh, first yes. thing that came to me when you started talking was, I was like, why the hell are they going to a car dealership at nine o'clock at night? That seems weird.
0: Yeah. I don't even, I'm not actually sure if it was a dealership. I think it was like a lot or something like private sale or something yeah. like that. Um,
1: but well, like, yeah, it is strange. Yeah, even if they were strange. just going to drive to a lot or a dealership just to look at the make and model, if he was like, oh, yeah, you got to see this car, it's cool.
0: Oh, yeah, see it in person. Yeah.
1: Why are you doing that after your shift? Like, you know, it seems odd. It
0: seems like someone's baiting, someone's like luring.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just wondering what the scenario is. Well, here, let me get into the next phase of the discoveries here in the breaks, and then we'll talk about, like, where my confusion comes from. So, we're going to jump really, really far ahead. This is March 17th, 2015, so 15 years after the disappearance. The family, the family has resolved their grief. They've assumed that Zeb is most likely gone forever dead. Now, Owens, the friend, is arrested in an unrelated incident um, for the disappearance and murder of Food Network star, this is insane, and contestant, um, Christy Schoen, I think her name is, as well as her husband, J.T. Codd, and their unborn child. This is insane what I'm about to get into. So the nature of this was not very clear to me from the things I was reading, but essentially what happened was Owens later admitted to killing this family by accidentally running them over in his truck. So I think what I was piecing together is that they came to his property for some reason. It was either for like a service or a sale or something, and it was either like like a full full accident or there was an argument, and he put the truck in reverse and by accident, and then eventually he just he ran the couple over. They were run over. You're sorry. Your face is in complete shock. <laughs> was that totally out of left field?
1: We just went from. Nothing to food network stars get killed, and I was. I know. I, I know. Sorry, you, I was the whiplash. Not expecting that.
0: <laughs> is your neck okay? Because
1: my like, neck is okay, but my ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it oh. is insane, but so this happened all these years later, um, and he admits to it. He's like, "I accidentally ran them over." It gets even crazier because he tried to cover it up. So he ran the couple over, panicked, and didn't know what to do. He dismembered the bodies. He dismembered them and he hid them in his yard, so which is insane because police, of course, do come sniffing and it's 2015. They have many more forensic resources and, and ways to track like where were people going, what were they doing, who were they interacting with. So they eventually catch on to this guy. So by April 27th, 2017, after he had admit he you know he made an admission to this uh, as part of a plea deal which his attorneys had reached with the county district attorney Todd Williams. Owens was ordered to spend between 60 to 75 years in prison without the possibility of parole. So a life sentence basically, but this insight into the case would actually open up some new clues into the Zeb Quinn disappearance and would actually tell us a lot. So back in June of 2015, while detectives were investigating Quinn's disappearance, they announced that they had unearthed on Owens property, fabric, leather materials, and unknown hard fabrics that were under a layer of concrete in his yard the search warrant was initially obtained on march 31st 2015 and according to the warrant investigators also found an unknown white powder substance as well as pieces of metal and concrete and i remember when this news kind of came out actually because i followed this for a while i was frustrated by how vague these descriptions were i'm like what the hell are hard fragments you know like just tell yeah. me if it's human remains or not. You know, <laughs> Just tell me. So they also found numerous plastic bags containing possibly pulverized lime um, or a powdered mix, which typically is used by people to try to dissolve bodies. It's like a go-to for some reason. Mm-hmm. Authorities refused to comment on whether or not the fragments that were found were human bones, or if they believed that they had discovered Quinn's remains, citing that this was an ongoing investigation, but Even now, they still have not said whether or not what they found were human remains. What they concluded was that whatever it was they found was suggestive that Owens is inequivocally linked to the disappearance and murder of Zeb Quinn. That's really important. So by July 2022, it was announced that Owens had told investigators back in 2018, this was kept under wraps for a long time, that he was partially responsible for killing Zeb Quinn. But he said it was a family member of his who killed Quinn, dismembered the body, and burned the remains, and that the evidence could fully be found, I'm assuming, meaning the body, in the Bent Creek experimental forest. I don't believe the body's ever been found, which is also wild. And I, well, I guess it's been a very, very long time. It would take a wow. very long time to find those remains, but. He says that he is partially responsible for killing him.
1: I, I should have trusted my gut, which was when you said he called in to work that day. Oh. Immediate red flag. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? If you cared about your job, you don't, you. No, no, that didn't make sense. No, 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 and no. I should have trusted my gut. And you know, what well, makes.
0: I don't blame you. I don't blame you, though. Yeah. It's strange
1: but you know what makes also perfect sense is that if they were buddies at work i'm sure as an 18 year old you're telling this guy like oh man there's this girl that i'm crazy about but her boyfriend yeah, totally. like i am sure he knew that whole narrative and could easily use that as um you know his he could he could paint a perfect p- picture
0: yeah no absolutely i well, he also knew all of them, too, I think. Because, like I said, small town, small communities. Everybody kind of knows yeah. everybody. So even if it was as um, connected as Zeb saying, like, don't tell anybody, but, like, Misty and I are, like, a thing, that totally could have happened. My confusion was, like, okay, well, even if that's the case, what the hell is the motive of this Owen kid to want to kill him? Yeah. Well, it also – the re- I was on your side, too, where I was, like, surely – Although it's strange, and that's a red flag, and I knew that you knew that was a red flag, that he called in sick for him. I'm like, surely the investigators could never, like, let this go on for 15 years without cracking Owens as, like, the lead suspect. I'm like, they must have ruled him out somehow. He must have been ruled out. Apparently not.
1: No <laughs> So alibi. here's what we
0: know. Well, real, truly no alibi. I mean, he said later that night, he went, don't forget, he went to the hospital to be treated for injuries related to another car accident that happened that night that was unreported so something went down for sure yeah the strange part about that though is that i don't think he acted alone well i guess we know from his confession he didn't but i still i don't know i still have these bizarre ties to like misty and the boyfriend wesley because of the page the confirmed page and like them Mm -hmm. literally being at the aunt's house so what do we know let's see So he says they can be found in this forest. Bent Creek Forest, they're never found. On July 25th, 2022, Robert Jason Owens officially pleads guilty to the lesser charge of being an accessory after the fact to first degree murder. So he's not claiming that he was the one who actually killed him. Via his attorneys, Owens accused his uncle, Walter Gene Owens, who died in 2017 of being the one who murdered Zeb Quinn. So Robert claimed that Gene was hired by Misty Taylor's boyfriend to murder (gasps) Zeb Quinn. I know. I know. I'm like, and so the web has been spun. Robert claimed that Gene was hired to carry this out and that what happened was is that Robert and Zeb were unknowingly lured by Gene to go meet Taylor, Misty Taylor, in the... I don't know how to pronounce this. The Pissage. <laughs> the pissage. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Creepers, I'm so sorry. I
1: Is don't know how to Pisca? pronounce this. Pisca. It's definitely Piska. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Piskah Restaurant opening in Asheville. Oh <laughs> next my god. Right. Come check it out.
0: <laughs> I said Pissage. <laughs> like, Michelle Visage just said Pissage.
1: <laughs> Pissage restaurant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Yes, the Pisgah National Forest. So they were lured out there by Jean, I guess under the false pretense that they were going to meet Taylor, Misty Taylor. So Robert claims that Jean was present um, at this this park, like the National Forest Instead of Misty Taylor. I don't know what this... So this had to be a conspiracy then where I'm assuming they're driving. Zeb gets the planned page from the aunt's house. It's Wesley. Or maybe it is Missy. It would have to be Missy. It couldn't be Wesley. It would have to be Missy, wouldn't it?
1: Wait, so so he goes out to this forest. He sees... The, Gene, the plan so he, was it would be Jean and.
0: I think Jean. Jean was not even a part of the conversation was the thing like Jean was out there waiting to kill Zeb. But part of the plan to lure him out was that Zeb gets the page, goes and calls to answer it. It's Misty. And she's like, come meet me in this forest. She's like, I need your help. My car broke down or something because okay, okay. he's lured out there and Robert goes with him. When they get there, Gene, the hired hitman, the uncle, the dark uncle, is waiting there for them. And then what happens next, according to Robert Owens, is that they come to the park, they find Gene, and upon sight, Gene shoots Zeb Quinn with a twenty-two rifle. Robert said that Gene then dismembered the body and burned the body in the woods, and that he assisted Gene, Robert Owens, in the cover-up. This is his admission, and he was sentenced because this was apparently credible enough that they could have a trial and sentence him to 12 to 15 years, 12 to 15 years in prison to be served concurrently with his existing kind of pseudo-life sentence for the two unrelated killings of running over the Food Network people. This case, oh my God. (sighs) The district attorney stated that Robert Robert James, have I been saying Jason? I think it is Jason. Yeah, Robert Jason Owens his conviction has legally established that, that Zeb Quinn was murdered and that he was partially at fault. So that is the bedrock of what we now know to be of Zeb Quinn's murder. But it still leaves these questions. Was Misty involved? Because she, in my mind, she could have been the only person who would have been involved to lure him out there for the hit. But also, who the hell was the woman who dropped off mm-hmm. the car? Mm-hmm. Those are our questions that we're left with, Stu.
1: What's kind of insane about all of this to me is the motive was really just because he was having this 18-year-old love triangle happening and the families decide this is like the Hatfields and the McCoys. We're going to have a whole murder over this, a duel. Like, it just seems so insane. But how much could the kid have
0: paid for this hit? I mean, because hits aren't free. So I'm assuming Wesley, although Wesley has not been convicted as far as i know so like that's the thing is like misty and wesley are not like in the mix of this legally at all which is strange to me yeah i need this whole case to be revisited
1: (laughs) (laughs) well what we need is we need to understand why he was estranged from this aunt why this aunt had them over that night at her Mm -hmm. house because all of the pieces are there it's just the relationships that we're missing more context on because that would be easier to, to like help color this. If, if we mm-hmm. knew kind of the backstory as to why the aunt was estranged, Um, you know, I don't, I don't think certain... it's very
0: insidious. I think that that part might've just, well, that the, aunt, I think the aunt was used, honestly. So I think okay. that, I think that Misty and Wesley, this is all legend. I think that Misty and Wesley knew that their mother Misty's mother Tamara um was friends with Zeb's aunt. So I think they kind of coaxed like a dinner like oh we'd love to like go over and have dinner with her. We hear she's a great cook. I'm you know filling in the blanks. Yeah. But I think her home was used for that reason because they knew that they would be together in a location where they would be able to get a hold of Zeb through his pager. Yeah. No questions asked like he would see a page from his like Distant on as an emergency, like you said. Mm-hmm. So he calls the payphone, hits the house phone. They are expecting it. So like Wesley's like waiting by the phone in this woman's house to pick it up, and then immediately puts Missy on, and she's like, "Hey," she was like, "I'm at your aunt's right now, or something." For some reason, for dinner, I don't know with my
1: mom. See, she's that's like, hey. that's where I'm like, why wouldn't she have to cl- clarify that she's at his aunt's house? How weird is that? He'd be like, "Why are you at my aunt's house?"
0: I'm sure she could have come up with something. She'd say, like, I'm here with my mom. She was like, but "But I'm going to drive out to this park if you want to, like, meet me there for something. But I don't know why Mm -hmm. Robert would then come with him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because Robert followed him. So he describes in his confession. It's insane that there's a confession, but I'm still confused.
1: See, I think that's the key, is we need to know how Robert if he because like you said i was saying you know how in the why in the world is he kind of involved in all this he must have had whether small town or not some sort of tie to misty and wesley in order to like care this much i guess like why would he
0: it's you know why get your hands dirty kind of thing
1: yeah like you're a young kid why why would you care that
0: much Maybe he was clued in on some of the money because clearly the Uncle maybe. Gene was paid off for the hit. But maybe in Robert's mind, Robert was like, oh, we're getting paid to like rough him up kind of thing. Like we're going to like kick his ass because he's messing with mm. Misty and Wesley and he's going to throw me a couple hundred dollars or something. Shows up and the uncle shoots the kid dead. Because at 18, yeah. that's that's wild to like plot a conspiracy to kill somebody and dismember Yeah,
1: absolutely. You definitely have to just be... Going along for the ride, I would think.
0: Yeah, and like a true accessory. Like, just being caught up in the mix, and then suddenly you've got your older uncle who's like, you have to do this because you're an accomplice now. You just saw me kill him.
1: But I'm still... I'm still not over the connection somehow to be able to call Gene and be like, you're the one that needs to carry this out if there wasn't some other relationship with Wesley, Misty, and... And um is it Jason Owens?
0: Uh Robert Jason Owens.
1: Robert yeah. Jason Owens. Like, because how would how would they have found Gene to do this?
0: No, you're right. You're right. Unless Gene is just known locally as like, I don't know, the guy you kind of go to for shady stuff. You're you know local how North everybody...
1: Carolina Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Gene Owens. Um Gene Owens. <laughs>
0: Thank you for that. I needed a little bit of release yeah, your <laughs> towards the end. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go to Jane Owens. He kills oh, got, everybody. Well, y'all, you got to call Jane Owens. I mean.
0: Damn. It's. I mean, truly justice won't be served if this is all true. I mean, it would yeah. also be convenient for like, I don't know, Robert Jason Owens to pin it on the dead uncle and be like, no, he was the one who killed him.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that that's also a possibility.
0: It's true. Well, there's also a theory that the woman who was seen was robert in a wig
1: okay now i have to look at this again
0: let me send you a picture of robert
1: okay i was to say have we seen a picture of robert
0: it's i would say it's entirely possible it could have been him i'm gonna get you a picture of him when he was 18 too so i can really really. because there's really
1: not many feminine features on this sketch i must say um
0: well, when the before a lot of this was, you know, cracked and the confession came out, a lot of people actually suspected they were like, what if that's Zeb?
1: I was just going to say that.
0: They were saying, well, what if that was Zeb and he was coming to terms if he was coming out as trans or something along those lines? And then Zeb escapes, like leaves the North Carolina life to go live someplace else under a new name, a new identity. So that was the theory for a long time because the, the disappearance seemed completely unexplainable. Although... The details of the jacket being too small and the seat being pushed up too far, I feel it kind of edged this out of possibility.
1: Yeah. Although that could have very easily also been planted.
0: It could have been. You, I mean, it throw would, it throw would that take jacket nothing. In, you move yeah. the
1: seat up. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, the thing is, is that Robert Jason Owens, I think, is considerably shorter compared to Zeb, which also makes okay. me think this could have been him in a wig. And all of the feminine touches in the car to kind of make it deliberately make it seem like, oh, look, there was a woman, a crazy woman who was in this car. This could have been concocted by him and the uncle, for all we know. What are your thoughts on that face? Do you think that that could have been our mystery woman? Okay,
1: I'm looking at. I mean, definitely could have been, although I must say he has fuller lips than this sketch shows. Um, I would
0: also say he has a more prominent chin
1: than this sketch.
0: Oh, God, I really, really wish I had a picture of Misty Taylor. I desperately wish I had one. I'm telling you, Stu, the picture I saw, it really, really looked similar. Oh, my God, I think I have one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Because I was please, gonna say, please, please. It definitely looks more like Robert Jason Owens than it does Zeb, in my opinion. I mean, it's pretty I think that's close fair. to okay, Robert Jason Owens.
0: So, I am I'm just remembering now from like the pictures that I saw on Facebook a while back when I first did my deep dive on this. I can no longer find that profile, but I think I found her Twitter because this is the okay. exact face I remember. It's gonna be hard for you to see. The face, really, because she has a pretty heavy filter on, like a Snapchat filter or something. But let me know what your impression is compared to the
1: police sketch. I have chills. Okay. Okay, it might be the filter. And she might be considerably older now. So I'm trying to take that into account. But her nose looks much bigger than this sketch granted sketches can be you know a bunch of it can be warped different yeah. people's opinions and it can be warped my
0: thing is the eyebrows the
1: eyes yeah the eyes and the eyebrows um
0: let me see if she has I'm telling more um, you i more think media. it looks
1: more like robert jason owens
0: really it would make sense with the I height do. to be honest
1: the only thing is, though, is that this photo that you sent me, where it looks like he's probably, you know, close to his adolescence or teenage years, he's considerably heavier looking than this sketch. I mean, this sketch... That's true. ...clearly indicates, like, a slim-looking person. Um,
0: you know what I just realized that I haven't looked up? What, what did Gene look like? The uncle. Yeah. That I can't find. Hmm. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea if I'd be able to find him because he seems like a a very like off the grid kind of character. (laughs) Probably not a lot of pictures.
1: And I have to say, Mm -hmm. it looks like Zeb. You think so? Just a little bit. I mean,
0: I think that's what threw people for a loop for so long.
1: Zeb has really slim eyes. But the only thing is, in all these photos of Zeb, he has very defined eyebrows.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, the eyebrows for me kind of like, kind of etched this out of possibility. God, I really wish I had more pictures of this Misty character. I'm doing some deep sleuthing right now.
1: Because she definitely has light eyebrows. Um,
0: They're almost non-existent. Yeah. Okay. I do have... I do have another location for her, so I think I can use that to try to see if maybe she just changed her name on Facebook. Please, nobody come for me for this. This is sleuth work. I'm doing my best. (laughs) This is
1: live sleuth work.
0: Live sleuthing. But is that not such a a strange, like, eerie story? I mean, arguably, we have more information on it than we've ever had before throughout, like, the 20-plus years of the case. Yeah, But there's still something about it, several things about it, that make me feel like I don't know what the hell happened. I don't get it. I don't get the motive. I don't get who was involved, how it happened, the timing of everything. Everything seems murky to me.
1: Yeah. Let's see.
0: Um, I'm close to finding somebody else. Oh, she definitely changed her name. Totally. Oh, wait. I think I remember I think I know the the nickname she goes under,
1: okay mm. oh, this is fun. We haven't done a live sleuthery in a little bit. I know I know, and I i'm not you know I'm not doing it very well
0: to be honest because I'm not like pulling up many results here, but
1: dang oh, well, you know whoever misty is i mean she's done a good job of keeping herself off of the grid which to me i don't know i mean i can totally understand if you've been wrongly accused you want to keep yourself you know have aliases or hide yourself on social media but if you're right not, right i mean why why can we find all these other people so easily and we can't find one darn thing about her
0: yeah i mean i'm really like doing her a disservice right now by bringing her up i guess and going going through the the rolodex of options but dang she really is off the grid it's so hard to find her well if i do i will certainly re-report yeah. it to you so we can get a proper look at her but Stu, that's everything that i know about the the zeb quinn case very oh, back to basics very like classic true crime a little back bit of to mystery
1: Basics. i know this is like feels like one of our like super early episodes like it does um, yeah Brandon like Lawson you're like uh yeah like ooh um oh man I'm really unsettled by this um I just have to I, I want to know more about the story in North Carolina <laughs> I was say. do you I mean, feel like
0: a little closer to it because of the way I described it and because of all of the the Asheville touch points
1: I mean not even which is like very that's I mean that that proves this is very compelling the way you've done your research and everything. I mean, I kind of totally forgot we were even in Asheville. Um, The thing that's going to keep me up at night is really my feeling is that this Owens character had a link to Wesley and Misty, but we just can't Mm -hmm. piece it together. It just doesn't make any sense how they could not be linked.
0: Well, it's crazy because it would be one thing if this confession came out and now we've got his like 2022 sentencing, like you're saying. And it's like, oh, OK, this all makes sense. Let's connect the dots. Let's yeah. bring those two, Wesley and Misty, back into the conversation. That's not even close to happening. They not are still compl- the completely ruled out of this, which I don't understand. Maybe we're. Maybe we're, does anybody have anyone who works in county? Maybe we're like thinking about police violence. I was going to say, I can and call up contacts in, in, in Nashville <laughs> and see if
1: I'm going to tell my brother, I'm going to be like, march your ass down to the county police and demand to look at oh some God. public records, okay?
0: <laughs> well, Stu, oh my God, you hear my voice crack. Like the teenage so, boy I am. So, <laughs> that's all I've got for you. Creepers. A cut and dry true crime episode. Little era mystery in there. I feel like that was a pretty succinct yeah. one. We really yeah. laid out the oh, case. Yeah, I love that. I think we're going to revisit this one because I'm not done with it. I want to find, yeah. find more on this. And I swear, if I find that profile of Misty Taylor, we'll live react to it. I'll send it to Stu on the next episode. And I'm going to have her yes. go through it and actually... Give me the final answer. Do you think she is once and for all linked to that sketch?
1: Yes. Oh, nothing would make me happier than if we can uncover a little bit more about her.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Well, Creepers, we're going to catch you guys next week on a Friday episode. Stu, should we say goodbye? Any send-off messages?
1: Bye, Creepers. Bye. (laughs)